Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Murray Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I'm Marie. It's a lovely evening here in Seattle. Um, we, we're actually just a little, okay, we are east of Seattle. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of directionally challenged, and so Tom's had to correct me a few times on the air. Oh, it's okay. We're close enough. Yeah, we're close enough. It's the, it's the metropolitan area. Yeah. That works. And so we are located in South Bellevue, um, not too far from Seattle. It's absolutely gorgeous out. In fact, I bet you in an hour, it is going to be gorgeous outside. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been so nice lately. Anyway. Oh, it's just been it wonderful. Really yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, there was a, it got really kind of hot for like a weekend, and it had <laughs> right. to be on a weekend, but then right. it's been very bearable. It's been perfect. Lately. It's been it, perfect. It's been perfect. Yeah. So Tom is answering the phones tonight, so your job is to let them ring while he runs into the soundproof um, booth and picks up the phone and t- talks about whatever it is that you're wanting to know or ask you questions. Um, I just wanted to kind of give some catch-up news. Um, Next week, we'll have Dr. Robin DePasquale on the air with us. She is a naturopathic physician. Um, She's in town from Madison, Wisconsin. She'll be teaching at Bastyr University, which is located here in Washington. And she's also teaching at the University of Washington this summer. Um, So she's in town, uh, and she she chaired the botanical medicine program at Bastyr University for 13 years and also um, taught naturopathic physicians and clinics. So she's a really fun, wonderful person who has great natural ideas on what a person can do to help parts of their body heal or other things that may be going on in their life. So I hope that you'll turn in and talk to Robin. You can, of course, um, call into the show and ask whatever question you want, and Robin's just fabulous over the phone, so you'll have a a great time with her. And I also wanted to announce that um, at Bastyr, um, coming up on Monday, I'll be giving a lecture that's actually open to the public, and it's regarding CAMCAMP, which is Complementary Allopathic Medicine. So Bastyr actually opens up its doors for a month-long course where contemporary medical students um, learn about holistic medicine. And so I'll be lecturing on energy medicine between 9 and noon on at Bastyr University in Kenmore, Washington. And uh, the room number is 184. So it's a three-hour lecture on energy medicine. And if you happen to be not so busy that Monday morning and you want to learn more about energy medicine, you can actually meet me live and we can uh, talk about energy. So tonight we're talking about the juicy chakra. That's a term that I chose to call the second chakra a long time ago because most of the things that we worry about or think about have to do with the second chakra. The second chakra is just below your belly button, so just below the umbilicus. It's a bright orange in color. In fact, if you want to know what the chakras look like based on the way I see them, you can go to my website. On the home page, I think it's the second little... um, page to click onto or link, it says energy medicine. You click on that button and it'll take you to a page and you'll see a highlighted two words um, or three words, seven primary chakras. You click on that and there'll be a PDF that you can print off in full color of how the chakras look to me. And so we're talking about the second chakra tonight and it governs emotionally, career, intimate partnership, close personal friends, creativity, and money. So that's why I call it the juicy chakra. Anatomically, it governs the reproductive organs, the kidneys, the adrenal glands, the lower back, the bladder, the appendix. So it's that whole little pelvic girdle. In fact, Tom, I was impressed when I was talking to you about what the show was going to be about tonight. You knew exactly where that second chakra is. I did, but also I have a cheat sheet. You do? I have a cheat sheet. Well, (laughs) it's on your uh, bookmark that you gave me a while ago. Oh, that's right. And every time I'm reading my book, I see everything. (laughs) You are so sweet. That's great. So... 
we're going to talk a little bit about the second chakra, and then we're going to go to the phone lines. And what are those numbers that people can use if they want to talk to us tonight? If somebody wants to give us a call, they can go ahead and do that at one 825 8828 And that's toll-free. That number one more time, 877-825-8828. Call that from anywhere in the world. Or you can give us a call locally, 425-373-5527. Right. So the second chakra, women tend to block or store stagnant energy there that's related to repression of anger. You, you know, so typically, well, at least in my generation, I think my kids were given a little bit more permission. I have all daughters to be angry. But at least in my generation, it wasn't like the most attractive thing to be angry. You know, women are supposed to be calm and collective and the the peacemakers in the family. Um, and so that leads to repress anger in the pelvis. Men traditionally um, for not even logical reasons that I can see, um, store guilt in their pelvic cavity. And so when men come to see me who have a lot of guilt in their pelvis, traditionally I haven't seen anything for them to be guilty about, although I don't believe that guilt is a necessary emotion. I think it really freezes people and keeps them in shame and embarrassment. So that's truly the emotion that gets trapped in the second chakra is shame and embarrassment. And so the anger and guilt are kind of the the platforms of how it gets there first. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines because we have someone calling, calling from Sydney, Australia. We do. We've got Susan on the line. Great. Hi, Susan. Oh, hi. Hello, Susan. Are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear Hello. me? One second. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. How are you? Great. How are you? And I'm great. Thank you so much. And thanks for calling. Well, um, I heard you on the John Holland show actually a few days ago and I... And um, your work is so wonderful. I I have to give you a call. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You know, I've I've read a lot about healers and people who work in the energy field in your country. So apparently, you guys are at the top of the list when it comes to understanding energy medicine. Would you yes, say that's very, true? Yeah, it's very popular here, and um, we also love hearing about. All the pioneers from, from America as well, like well, yourself. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you for calling. And what can I do for you tonight? Well, I think my question actually is related to the second chakra in a little way. Um, I've been a, under a bit of sort of stress, which was probably probably is a little bit of a repression of, of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've created some really positive situations over the last year or so with visualization and positive thinking and positive talk and so forth. Congratulations. But I've also been <laughs> sabotaged a lot of them and sort of, you know, crashed down a little bit. And um, yeah, I just wondered if you could sort of look at me medically and sure, and have a bit of inspiration to sort of move forward. Sure. And, well, um, yeah, no, go ahead. Was there something else you wanted to add? Oh, I just meant, you know, a little bit to get back into the positive again and, you know, start creating more things. Yeah. And congratulations on what you have created. As you know, it takes diligence and patience and practice to really be able to create, you know, to visualize and to create and to stay in that focused place. So congratulations for doing that. And just know that you've kind of hit a little bit of a lull, like you platformed out, I believe, in the frequency that you were maintaining to help create some of the wonderful things that you've created. And now, yes, to, definitely. Yeah, beautiful. And now to keep going, you have to up your, your frequency. And when yep. I look at your body, your body's going, oh. But I just did that. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it, 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 this is kind of the weird metaphor that I'm seeing. You know, it's, it's kind of like going to the movie house and you get some popcorn and they, they're telling you that it's the new improved popcorn, but it tastes exactly the same. And, and your body uh-huh. feels like it's going to taste the same. Why do I have to keep doing this? But it's really about frequency. And sometimes as you raise your frequency, it can feel incredibly subtle, but on a magnitude level, 
it's intense. And, uh-huh. and, and so even though you may feel like, oh, this really isn't working or, you know, I'm not really having those big charges of energy that I had when I first began to change my frequency, you, you are on a magnitude level, you are surpassing anything that you've created so far. So that's so perhaps one I may, way. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So perhaps I may even, see, I think, oh, I, 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 you know, that sort of lack feeling people often get where, well, wonderful things happen to me, you know, when... Okay, there's going to be years before something wonderful happens again. But, right. I, but I look back and I see how I've created every single thing, whether I've blocked myself or whether I've lifted myself up. I can see quite clearly how I've created every single thing. So I guess it it makes sense that I, I should be able to create good things again. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what you're wanting to create is on a grander scale. And so it requires a finer frequency. Here's what's happening when I'm looking at your body. It's almost like I'm seeing a string that starts like at C1 or C2 on the left-hand side of your neck. It goes down to your left shoulder. It goes down to maybe um, the third rib on the left-hand side. And, and then it goes down to the hip. And then it goes right into your gluteus maximus muscle. And then it goes all the way down to your ankle. So the left-hand side of the body is feminine in energy medicine. And it's about receiving. It's about allowing the universe to give to you. And you have this interesting uh-huh. line that it feels like a piece of string that kind of pulls on you. It tightens that side of your body. It looks like it might be a little uncomfortable in the neck because that's where it tends to start. And so perhaps, yeah. is that true for you? Yeah, I've actually had sort of sore muscles on that side and stiff mm-hmm. shoulders and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's happening is, you know, you've, you've changed your frequency, you've now plateaued, it's time to change your frequency again. And now it's about also learning the rules or what may um, govern the universe in terms of receptivity. The back of the heart chakra is the highest receptivity center in the physical body, right in between the shoulder blades. And so if you could begin visualizing energy moving into your back when someone compliments you, or when you sit down and think about all the things you have created in this last year, really last year and a half, almost two years, but definitely last year and a half. And, And if you can, when you're in that space of appreciating yourself, which Thankfully, you've been doing that again over the last couple of weeks. If you could visualize energy moving in your back while you do that, a flock of birds, which was funny because two really cute birds just landed on a tree. They've, they've flown away already, but they landed on a tree while you were talking, and it was very interesting, which made me go to a relationship thing, which I'll talk about in a moment. Um, oh. So if you can, you know, let energy move into your body on a regular basis, the crown chakra, which is on top of the head, the root, which is in the pelvic floor, and the heart chakra are the three primary chakras that receive huge amounts of energy that lead to more abundance, more peace, more joy, more love, happiness, all of those things, and health as well. Uh Um, And so visualizing that in the back of the heart chakra, will I think will be profound. Do you tend to worry about the earth? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, and and you're right. It is sort of a battle area because I noticed that any block that I created for my, myself was when I sort of subtly said to myself, "Oh, I'm not sure I deserve this," or you know, "Oh, you so people do." won't accept me, or that sort of thing. So, and, yeah. and if they don't accept you, you'll meet other people who do. And there's a wonderful book written by James Ray. It's called Harmonic Wealth, and uh-huh. and in the book he talks about you know, how you want to surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like. 
And so uh-huh. when you look around at people in your life, and if they're not really inspiring you to move forward in your life, then you may want to make some changes in friends. And, and if people mm-hmm. drop away because they are intimidated by your growth or what you are creating, then that's okay, too, because you'll attract other people who cheerlead you on or, and, and inspire you to continue to create more. The reason why I asked about the earth is um, because when I look at the bottoms of your feet, you're not taking earth energy in very well. When you're outside, relaxed, you're doing a a fairly good job. But I think it's because you worry too much about the planet. And granted, there are a lot of things we could worry about the planet. There's plenty. But I have my own philosophy, and many people may disagree with me. In fact, they have. (laughs) But um, I think the the planet Earth herself is her own entity, you know, and Uh she's evolving as well. And, mm-hmm. and she's also learning through contrast and she's also growing consciously and she chose uh-huh. to be a planet and she chose to let billions of people live upon her. And she also is learning like when a river dries up, she, I, you know, I have this kind of metaphor of her looking at the river and going, huh, I wonder if I like that or not. You know, it's, <laughs> which is contractual learning where you learn in contrast, you know, experiencing something that you don't like so you can decide what you really want. So I think the earth is fine. And, and I think yep. she's happier than she's ever been. And I think she's more conscious than she's ever been. And so let her feed you because that's her primary job is to feed all the living organisms that live upon her. So let that energy come up through the bottoms of your feet and let it feed your root chakra, which, by the way, is an act of receiving. So re- uh-huh. receiving through the back of the heart, receiving up through the feet. And then the crown chakra, you actually do a really good job um, receiving through your crown. That's your connection to source, spirit, God, and I know you may have moments where you feel like you're un, you're disconnected, which no one ever really is. But yep. um, the majority of the time, you you know how to reconnect or feel that feeling of reconnection, and and so mm-hmm. um, you're doing great in that area. So does that mean that is why perhaps I'm a little bit dreamy or wafty because I don't have that quite that strong earthy connection? Yeah, I would say so. And actually, it's funny because I don't see you going out of your body through your head, which yep. m- majority mm-hmm. of people do. I don't see that. You, it's almost like you go out sideways out of the right hand side of your body, <laughs> more towards the abdomen, you know, and the thoracic cavity. That's where you go. It's like you probably have a, a lot of strong masculine energy. And so you... Yes, I, I think I do. Yeah. I agree. And so you kind of head out on the right hand side of your body when you want to be tough and and strong and, yep. you know, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think you're doing great. You're just going to have to work on your frequency and your vibration. So maybe go back to reading material written by Esther or Jerry Hicks yep. um, or, you know, bring out the things that you already know and, and start, again, shifting your frequency. And the important thing, I suppose, is, is, is as you sort of promote wonderfully is, is self-love and allowing love and allowing yeah, happiness. Yeah, that, that receiving yeah. thing, which, by the way, is there a relationship thing going on? You know, because these two birds that landed kind of intrigued me. <laughs> I just met um, oh. a boyf- an ex-boyfriend that I haven't seen for about five years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but, um, ha- I don't know if something else is coming up. No. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm not so sure about the, I-, I mean, I like that you guys re-met again and you were good friends. I, I liked what happened. That seemed very nice. I don't know. It doesn't seem right anymore. Uh- Probably not. You've grown so much that that wouldn't surprise me. But he is, he's changed in a way where he seems more appreciative and, you know, like he can look at you and see you more like, wow, she's a dynamic woman, which is really nice. (laughs) Um, But yes, I I definitely think a relationship is around the corner because of those two birds. So maybe that's one of your, your questions or one of your concerns. And so I would, you know, work on flipping your vibration. Don't let that hold you down, you know, that there is a relationship coming. 
Yes, I guess just because I crashed a little bit, um, I go into that sort of shame or anger or whatever, and then I think, oh, I'm not going to let anyone in because, you know, <laughs> I, you know, didn't do anything right and all that sort of stuff. Well, but, yeah. you know what? It's wonderful to be single. You know, it, it's not yeah. every day that someone's single. You know, people are in partnership for decades and long periods of time. So enjoy this time in your life and um, because it mm-hmm. won't last forever. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> yes, that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. It's a pl- what time of day is it over there right now? It's actually midday, so the sun's shining oh, here. And lovely, it's quite good. <laughs> lovely. Well, you have a but wonderful yeah, day. Um, yeah, it's our Friday, so it's yeah your Thursday. Exactly. Well, have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, and thank you again for calling in. So you think I can raise my energies and and be even more wonderful? I know you can. You, the what I get about your body is that your your body doesn't want to do it. It kind of felt like, you know, your body kind of felt like, oh my gosh, I already did that. I don't want to do that again. I thought I was done, sort of speak. And just know you reached a vibrational plateau. Congratulations, good for you. And now it's time to go up some more. So it, it never ends. You know, evolution. Is, yep. is about change. And so change okay. is not an option when, when we're evolving. It's a prerequisite. Great. Okay. <laughs> so it's just Thank time you. for more change. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye Bye. now. So we're on. It's the Marie Manucherry Show, and we are talking to, um, we were talking to someone from Aust- Australia, which is lovely. And now we're talking again about the second chakra. So the second chakra is located in the lower abdominal cavity. And it's right below the belly button. And I call it the juicy chakra because people, human beings, tend to worry about work, career, relationships, creativity, and money. And the second chakra governs money. So we're going to go ahead and actually take a break here on the Marie Manucherry Show. And then when we come back, we're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to answer phone calls, but we're going to talk about money and creating wealth in one's life. So we will be right back with Marie Manucherry Show. The July Reiki workshop is now full. No need to worry, Marie will teach another Reiki workshop in November. This two and a half day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You will learn detailed information about the chakra system. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life will be taught August 16th at the Bellingham Public Library, Fairhaven Branch, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our lives are a reflection of our beliefs. Beliefs live deep in the human body and many people have an unconscious connection with their belief system. What would it be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are saying to you day in, day out? Most human beings have negative beliefs and have no idea what their belief system is telling them day after day. Imagine what it would be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are. And imagine if you could change negative beliefs into positive, empowering beliefs. This class will show you how. This exciting new class has gotten rave reviews, and here's what some class participants are saying. This class is eye-opening. I had no idea what my beliefs were, and now I feel empowered to change them. It was fun to see, and almost humorous, how we can rationalize our beliefs. I appreciated the tools needed to change them. 
Space is limited. Registration by phone is available at 425-825-5671 or on the web at www.energyintuitive.com. The Marie Manucherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're talking about the juicy chakra, the second chakra located below the belly button. It governs the lower back as well. And what we were going to talk about when we came back um, live is money. So the most important thing to remember about money is that it is energy, period. It is just energy, not all the things that everybody thinks about and worries about or the things you were taught as a kid. You can only have it if you're a good person or only not very good people have money or whatever it is that you were taught as a child. That's not true. The truth is it's only energy and how you feel about energy is going to affect how much money you pull into your life. So if you can think about money, whether it's money in your bank account, in your in your wallet, um, the, the check your employer gives you, or if you're self-employed, the money that you're making, if you can think about money in a neutral way and then get happy about it, then you're going to attract more to it. So when I look at money in my wallet or the receipts that I get from the bank or whatnot, to me, money looks like subatomic particles. So I see electrons and protons and all these cute little particles, and that allows money to move more freely into my life because I don't have a lot of charged, negative, worried, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have enough, I hope I don't get any more bad bills, or whatever the things that people think and feel about, that's exactly what they're attracting because money is energy. So it's important to look at money in a positive way. I'll tell a cute, or maybe it's not so cute to some of you, but a cute story, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. When I first began to do energy medicine, I had been recently divorced. I'd worked for a year um, with a physician, um, helping her in her practice doing medical intuitive diagnoses, and then I wanted to bring my practice back home. I had a very small practice, and I'd only been working a few days a week, and I was working full-time with the physician, and I wasn't allowed to bring her patients um, that I had met to my practice, so I was starting fresh again, and again, I'm newly divorced, scared, worried, all of those things. And whenever I would drive to the bank and I would make a deposit, I would look at the receipt. And most of the time, I had less money in the bank than what I deposited. So my balance was negative. And I remember being embarrassed and ashamed and worried. I had three kids to take care of and a mortgage and all of that. And my friends were begging me to go back to the hospital to be a nurse. And I just didn't feel like it. That's another long story. At any rate, I began to shift my energy about it. I began to think positively, visualizing and feeling the amount of money that I really wanted to have in my checking account, not the money that was on the receipt. So before I would even go up to the drive through counter, if you will, I would visualize in my mind what the numbers would look like, not the numbers that were going to show up. And so when I would get pull the receipt from the little container, I, I would kind of gloss over the real numbers and I would visualize numbers that I really wanted, and I would smile and get very happy about it. And within a matter of months, maybe two months, that's exactly what happened. So regardless of your circumstances, even if you don't have a job, even if you owe a lot of money, changing your frequency and your vibration beginning today will affect your bank account weeks and months to come. So it's very important to feel what you want, not what you're already experiencing if you don't want it, because you're just creating more and more and more 
of what you already have. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Who do we have? Okay, we've got uh, Sue on the line from Obar, Washington. Obar, Washington. Hi, Sue. Are you there? Hello. Hi. 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 Is this Sue? Yes. Great. Where's Obar, Washington? Um, I don't know where Obar is. Right, about half hour east of Everett. Oh, okay. All right. Excellent. So what can I do for you tonight? Um, yes, I was uh, diagnosed about a year ago with MS. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you see anything I could be doing or... Yeah, absolutely. So MS, multiple sclerosis, is, um, you know, for our listeners, it's an autoimmune disorder. Energetically, for me, it affects two primary chakras, which would be the third chakra, which governs the immune system, and the seventh chakra, which governs the central nervous system. So the one on top of your head, and then the one in your tummy, or just in the in the beautiful opening of your rib cage. Um, so Sue, typically what happens when I look at people who have MS, and by the way, um, even though you were diagnosed, I, to me, your symptoms are not advanced. Is that true? No, they're not. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. That's wonderful. Um, when I look at people who have MS, I typically see one thing and I do see it with you as well. I see chains. So this is a metaphor because the universe communicates through visualizations, metaphors, poetry, things of that nature. I see a lot of chains connected to your body and moving outward. So it means in a way that you're chained, you know, that you're not allowing yourself to be free. And what it means also to me is that you probably do too much for others. You probably do not say no. And you probably feel like you don't do enough. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, okay. I feel that way. Mm-hmm. So you've got to stop. You Because these chains, actually, what they look like to me is they remind me of pictures and movies where I've seen chains on boats that used to bring slaves to you know other areas away from Africa. So that's what it really means. It means to be slaved as, you know, to be chained as a slave. And then MS, you know, unfortunately what it does is causes sclerosis or scarring of the, of the neurons, right, of the myelin sheath. And, and then you don't get the impulses that you need to move your body, right? Right, right. And so that is a form of imprisonment. And so individuals who have MS need to learn to say no. They need to learn to let people take care of them, which ultimately is what happened if the disease progresses, which it doesn't have to. And it certainly can go into remission. That's a wonderful thing about MS. It can and, and does go into remission. So what can you do to say no? I mean, what areas of your life do you think are the ones that bog you down the most or make these chains pretty thick? Um, I'm not sure. Just being nice? N- no, you're too nice. That's the problem. <laughs> you're, you're already nice because you do too much for others in my mind. And, and even if you're not doing, you're probably worrying or thinking about other people. You know, there's this this chaining of the chains that I see that come off of people who have MS, they go to other people. And so they feel chained into relationships or circumstances. They're uh, unaware or unconscious of this chain or these chains. But nevertheless, they respond um, to the chains all the time. So you want to kind of shake these chains off. And that means setting boundaries and saying no and believing that you're a wonderful and good person, even if you never do one more thing for anyone else. Right, but how would that make it feel better? You know what I mean? You mean make the MS go away? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here's what I think about energy medicine. I believe that before a disease can move into the body and take shape in the physical body, I believe that energetically something has to be awry first. 
So when you shift the energy, like once a disease has been created, if you shift the energy, then energy moves in, healthy energy moves into the area and begins to change the disease process. So that's why I'm telling you this, because there's an energetic connection to what you've been doing most of your life and the dis-ease that has moved into your body. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Because it takes, it takes energy to get things to rebuild, like to stop. There's an energy force that's creating this movement of erasing, if you will, the myelin on the sheath. You know, and it's through negative thinking and, and, and feeling sad or having sad feelings in your body based on these chains and this kind of metaphor that I'm describing. And so if you change your behavior, the energy will change and you'll be able to have more positive effects on, t- on your body. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Is there any, any like vitamins or anything like that? I'm sure there absolutely are. Um, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist, uh, and I would certainly recommend that you see a natural path. An acupuncturist will work well, too, to get the energy moving and, and helping those muscles to continue to fire off more readily. Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of, of supplements. And when you're looking for supplements, I would look for things that support the immune system. Right, right. right. So, yes, there are, and yes, I would recommend that. But you'll have to ask someone else. Right, right. So does that help? Do you think you'll be able to do that? Uh, no, I don't. Because uh-huh. then I would feel guilty. Right. And then I'd probably be worse off. <laughs> so isn't this interesting? I, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to talk to you about this further because this is what happens when somebody has an illness like you do, Sue, and I'm giving you a suggestion, an idea, and you don't want to do it. So guess what that may do to your illness? It could keep it strong in your body or help it get stronger because now you're conscious of something. You've asked for help. You, you got some information. And so I would recommend that you at least check it out. Give it right. a shot. Well, of course, of course. Okay. And, you know, guilt is an unnecessary emotion. See, the ego, which lives in the brain, the ego does everything it can to help us feel that we're unimpacted that we're not powerful human beings, which we really are. We're very powerful beings. And so when we feel things like guilt or remorse or responsibility, and yet our being is suffering and we do need to make some changes, you need to just persevere through the the frustration or the guilt or the fear or whatever you're feeling. Recognize that that's a defense mechanism, that the ego is trying to get you to not grow or expand. And and that's okay. You can acknowledge that. But then tell yourself, I'm going to do it anyway. Even if I'm going to feel a little guilty, I'm still going to try this because I really believe that I can be healthy. And I believe I can stay healthy for the rest of my life. And I'm willing to feel a little guilty for a little while to see if that will work for me. Right, right. So do you think you can try it? I could try it. Thank you. I would so appreciate because you deserve to, you know, not have this disease process move any further in your body. Right. Because you're really fortunate. You're doing well. And so let's keep it that way and, and let it go away. Okay. Okay? Okay. I, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So I think this call with Sue was, was very important because... A lot of people are afraid to move past their defense mechanisms, but to move forward in life means to take risk and it means to change. There's a a beautiful tarot card. I don't know what number it is <laughs> in the tarot spread, but there's a person standing on the edge of a cliff and they, they're about to jump off. 
Um, and, and that's what you need to do. You need to free fall off a cliff and let the universe help you because the universe is here to help us in every area of our life from creating wealth to creating the businesses we want to creating the health that we want. But it'll be important for us to walk through those walls of fire that are just an illusion, but they feel very hot and scary and restrictive like the emotion of guilt. But those things are just an illusion. It's important for us to recognize that so we can move forward in our lives and not continue to create the same things that hold us back, like perhaps a health issue or having a business that isn't succeeding. Um, I talked earlier about the money thing, and the books that really helped me to learn to create and manifest well are the books written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Of course, they weren't in book material at that time. They were just spread out in all of their resources, and I just kind of put it all together for myself and friends and some people that I taught in classes. But now you can actually buy the books um, that have all the important information about visualization and co-creation. Ask and It Is Given was their first book that was published by Hay House, Esther and Jerry Hicks. The Amazing Power of Positive Intention is wonderful. And at this moment, I don't remember the third title, but they have fabulous books and they work very, very well in learning how to create and manifest what you want in your life. And remember, money is an energy. So is health. And it's all about getting past these old beliefs that limit us so that you can move further and more positively in your life. So um, we have Tom running around the studio. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're getting a workout I'm tonight. I'm getting my cardio in. You I, don't, are. I don't get enough cardio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're doing great tonight. So who else do we have on the line? We have got Shauna on the line calling from Seattle. Great. Hi, Shauna. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. What can I do for so- you tonight? My question is about the second chakra and the low back. Ah. And I enjoy doing yoga, and so that's kind of what's brought and me you're, aware. you're good at it. I don't feel good because I can't do a lot of poses because <laughs> my low back, it just, it's like sunk. Uh-huh. It's like the tail part doesn't curl up. Uh-huh. So when right. I go and try and do inversions and stuff, it Ouch. puts a lot of weight right on my shoulders. Ouch. But you are really good. I mean, well, I mean thank you. yeah, you're good. Because I, I take yoga occasionally, and I took a class on Wednesday, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I love, love it. it. Yes, it's, I just love it. It's, well, you're great at it. So, tailbone, sacrum, lower area. Are you in a relationship? I am. I'm married okay, for so, four and a half years. Okay. So, and, and perhaps it's not about that one. I hope that it's not about that one. But I had a lot of relationship stuff growing up with my, like my mom died. And oh, I'm so sorry. My grandmother died while she was holding me when I was two months old, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. I'm so sororry Well, the, you. you're, you're welcome. The lower back in terms of relationships, the whole spine from C1 all the way down to the tip of that gorgeous coccyx of yours mm-hmm. is your will. So it's your will about everything. And when we're talking about the second chakra, it's your will about relationships and relationships to money, career, you know, intimate partnership, close personal friends and creativity. And when I ask when I'm in your sacrum, what is this about in terms of relationships? And I get relationships to people, you know, and so Mm -hmm. that's why I asked if you were married. And um, what I get is it's really tight in that sacrum. I mean, very tight. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is. The vertebrae are, you know, and here you do yoga, which is supposed to move things around and massage your organs, which it does, of course. And so even with all the yoga you're doing, you're still having contraction of muscles, which is then creating the vertebrae to crunch a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is what you're experiencing. And so what I'm picking up on is that you maybe are controlling a little bit in relationships, maybe afraid of losing people since you've lost two significant people early in life. And, and so here, and guess what? As I'm talking to you about this, there's all this beautiful energy going to your sacrum. And I'm not like 
purposely going, oh, let's send energy to the sacrum. Not that I, I wouldn't, but I'm talking and making little notes and all these things. And all of a sudden I look at your sacrum and there's this beautiful light pouring in. So can you, while you're sitting next to your husband or other people that you care about, can you begin to tell yourself quietly, I am safe. I am safe. I think that will be significant so that when you're in relationship, you're going to begin to feed your consciousness, which will ultimately feed your subconscious, that you're safe in relationships and you're not going to be abandoned. Because this isn't safety like someone's going to harm you. This is safety mm-hmm. that you're going to be alone. Do you see what right. I mean? Okay. Yeah. And and then there's an exercise to bring up because you also have a hard time letting go of the past from what I can see. Mm-hmm. And so if you could do a stomping exercise, it's where you stomp around and punch your fist towards the ground. And, and do it gently so, you know, not to hurt your coccyx anymore. And you're going to mm-hmm. say a phrase, um, and you do this for a minute every day, and the phrase is, I'm here, I'm staying, I deserve to be here, and I live here in joy. Okay. And that will open up the secondary chakras on the bottom of your feet and start moving energy past your glutes because it's tight in your glutes as well. And Mm -hmm. then begin to feed that lower coccyx and and the sacrum. So this is about relationships and about feeling that um, you're going to be abandoned. That would make sense. I mean, I know that I have some of that stuff. Sure. I was also separated from my family too, so yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, there, th- you know, you've been married for four years and, and, and I do like your husband, by the way, and I'm kind of picky. So I, I do like Thank him. You. You're welcome. Um, but he, I think sometimes he gets a little tired with a little bit of the control. So, yeah. so this will help make things smoother and, and move in a more positive flowing way so that, you know, you can relax these gorgeous parts of your body. In the meantime, I would try some heat on that area because I think that will relax the muscles, you know, like 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. The low back? Uh, mm-hmm, for the low okay. back. And I would even bring it down close to your, your seat muscles, you know, okay. get a nice little warm um, hot water bottle, you know, and uh, fill it just with warm water or hot water. Uh, I wouldn't nuke it because sometimes that can get too hot. Okay. And then 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. I think that will really help the muscles. And while you're doing that, I'm safe. I'm safe. Because what happens is the subconscious has all these beliefs and feelings that are kind of trapped that we don't always have an awareness of. But it is fed originally from the consciousness. So you can change these subconscious thoughts by feeding your consciousness new information. And so that's what I'm recommending that you do. Okay. Okay. Any well, other, thank you. you. Sure. Any other questions? Um, well, I have been pursuing doing yoga as, as part of like a teacher training. I would if that. I were you. Okay. Yeah, you're good at it. You love it. That's a sign. Go do it. I think you'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Okay. All bye-bye, right. Bye bye. So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to our next call? Oh, I think our next call. Oh no, we have the yeah. next caller. Okay. Yeah, no. She's Thanks. there. <laughs> we got, got Gail calling from Tucson, Arizona. Hi, Gail. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. What can I do for you? Um, my question is, I have a 15-year-old adopted brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he was adopted by my parents about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father has since passed. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, he lives uh, alone with my mother, and things between them are very rocky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I fear that, fear that my mother is... Um, uh, she probably she doesn't admit this, but I think she's too old too old to handle the situation, and uh-huh. um, I think there's some emotional abuse there. Mm-hmm. And I've considered taking a court action to take custody of the boy. Um, 
because we seem to have a good relationship you and, do. and I can see a lot of potential in him, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder if I can handle him um, if, or, or if I can make a difference in his life, which is what I'm hoping to do. But I get a lot of feedback from people who tell me that this might be a disaster because I don't know how. <laughs> 15-year-old boys are. Yeah. Well, you know, anything can be a disaster. I'll tell you that much. And my girlfriend and I, we both have daughters. You know, I have three. She has two. And we always say boys are easier. Um, But we don't know for sure or not because we haven't actually had real-life experience in that arena. Um, I think you would be great for him. You do have a great report. You are a very strong woman. Um, you're direct, uh, you, you, you don't manipulate, you know, you're straightforward. He's going to know what he needs, which is important for him. He needs kind of a structure. Uh, so I think you're going to do great with him and I think you're going to enjoy it. And, and I, absolutely you can positively affect his life. Oh God, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and the only problem is, is that your mom may not be so thrilled about this. Um, even though she's not having a good time, you know, know. your mom has control issues and she has a hard time letting go. And, and, um, so she's going to fight you a little bit on this, but, um, I think ultimately you will get what you need and he will live with you. And I think it's an excellent idea. Okay. In terms of court action, I mean, would Uh that really destroy the relationship? I mean, would there be some lingering resentment from him, do you think? Oh, well, have you talked to him about him living with you? Oh yeah. He wants to. Perfect. And, um, but my mother won't let him go. I know. I know your mom. And you know what? And this is exhausting for her. She's wiped out. She's tired. It's it's so hard for her. I mean, I'm not sure how old your mom is, but I can tell you I'm 47 and I love my babies to death. And I'm looking forward to September because they're all going to go back to college, <laughs> you know, so I'll be able to rest and not have to clean as much or cook or, of course, I don't cook very much now. But no, this is your mother will be resentful and she will be frustrated and she will be angry, but she will get over it because she's going to kind of be like me. Like when I drove the first kid to school and I cried all the way home and then I got home and went, Oh, okay. This isn't that bad. (laughs) You know? So, um, and then, and then your mother will see how, well he's doing because she does love him very much mm-hmm. I believe but he's going to do better with you so I give you a thumbs up and please let me know how it goes oh, I would I love to know yeah okay okay thank Thanks you so much you're welcome good luck bye bye so we're talking about the second chakra and we're, we're talking about relationships and and the relationship that we just discussed was you know about family members and so yes that is also governed by the second chakra the second chakra, its primary energy force is about feeling passion and joy. So when you're about to do anything in your life, hang out with family members or friends, or pick a new job or take classes, anything of that nature, you want to feel good about it. You want to feel happy about it because that's a sign that you're moving in a positive direction. The second chakra vibrates to what's called the second layer of the field. It's part of your aura, and it's about a foot away from you. It is a um, unstructured field, so it has beautiful multicolored clouds that are color of the chakras floating in this gorgeous one foot, hopefully one foot in width um, field that surrounds you like an eggshell. And all of the feelings that you have in life about yourself live on this emotional plane. A lot of people avoid their second chakra. Just think about it. When was the last time you moved your hips? When was the last time you did... <laughs> yeah, Tom's moving his hips <laughs> right now. When was the last time you did something just for fun? You know, I mean, I look at young kids. They, uh, Not too long ago, there was a bunch of kids outside my neighborhood selling lemonade. They were so excited. That's classic. Isn't that classic? That's classic. classic. <laughs> of course, they were as cute as heck, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they've made this lemonade, and you, their hands aren't even very clean, but you don't care. And you can see this, <laughs> the sign that they've colored, right? And they're oh, all excited, awesome. and they're glowing and beaming. 
that's what it's like to be in joy. And yeah. human beings kind of forget. It's like after the age of 15 or something, we think we have to be serious and all grown up. Yeah. And we don't let our, we don't go skateboarding. We don't go dancing unless we're drinking. And, you know, <laughs> we're not really having a lot of fun and a lot of joy. And you got to have fun. You absolutely you have to have, have fun. fun. And when you're having fun, that means you're on the right track. Yeah. Right? Now, I got to tell you something because we had uh, one of your friends called. Oh, really? Amy called. And uh, she wanted to tell you that the tarot card that you were (laughs) trying to find earlier and you couldn't remember the number. This was the Amy Roberts, Yes, it was Amy Roberts. And she said it was the fool. The fool. And it's number zero. Number zero. And that card is about faith and trust. Okay, thank you, Amy, for calling in. Well, I kind of wondered because I saw you go answer the phone and I saw you type Amy Roberts and I went, huh, I wonder if that's her. And so absolutely was, but she was calling for a message. Thank yeah. you, Amy. So that's the fool. You jump off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's the zero card, right? Oh, that's lovely. So the, your emotional response center in this lower pelvic cavity is what leads you towards your destiny. Like when I spoke earlier how I was, you know, worried and not making enough money and all my friends are trying to get me to go back to the hospital and every time I thought about going to the hospital I actually wanted to throw up and not because I didn't love working as a nurse I absolutely adored it it was just time for me to go it was time for me to move forward what a lot of other people do when it's time for them to change jobs and they feel that they can't they start taking antidepressants they change their office to the corner one you know they may move from one division of the company to the next because they think that's what they need but when you're emotional guidance system is telling you this is time to go, then that's what it means. It's not bad. It's just time to move forward. Change careers, change professions, find something else that really feeds you and makes you happy. And I think the most unfortunate part of that is that some people don't really know what that means. They don't know what joy feels like. That's too bad. It is sad. It really is. Yeah. It's, It's all about fun, if you ask me. It is all about fun. So if you can, you know, every day ask yourself, what's the most loving thing I can do for myself? Or what is something that I can do right now that will allow me to feel happy? Then you'll learn what happiness feels like, and then you'll be able to identify it. And it's not a joke. When you feel joyful about something, it's important. Pay attention. Follow it. It's part of your natural guidance system. And that guidance system is connected to the second layer of the field that surrounds you. It's part of your aura, and it's directly connected to your second chakra. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Okay, we've got Kathy on the line calling from Snohomish. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you? Uh, well, so much better now that I've got you on the phone, <laughs> and I thank you for taking my phone call. You're very and, welcome. Um, well, real quick, on Sunday, um, I, as uh, I was feeling fine, and then I got in my car to go to work, and I had a thought, and um, all of a sudden I had this uh, pain across my um, solar plex, wow. uh, like right below my heart and above my, you know, belly button and everything. Uh-huh. And by the time I got to work, I was in such massive pain. I went to the girls' room, threw up several times, Aww. and all day threw up the rest of the day. And I was totally afraid that I was never going to be the same again. I was, it wasn't the flu. Right. Right. And, and did you see a doctor or did it go away? No, I yeah. don't. I don't really go to doctors because uh-huh. I figured that they, number one, I don't have insurance. So uh-huh. I figured they just tell me they didn't know what it was and right. send me home and take my money. <laughs> so I knew, I knew the thought that I thought. Right. And, um, uh, it, that was about fear and, and safety. And, and right. I, I fear for kind of my, my, myself and my animal's life right at the moment and my mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. And so, um, because I witnessed a, a, a situation where the neighbor did something wrong, and, oh. and now um, you know I had the choice to report it or not, and and so um, 
I was concerned that they would, you know, key my car and this and mm-hmm. that. And so when I thought that thought, all of a sudden I was gripped with this pain and, right. and it just wouldn't go away. And so I finally dealt with, I, I got, well, and then the next, I missed work. Mm-hmm. I never miss work. I missed mm-hmm. two days of work. And well, anyway, so I just wanted to know, um, I just was very concerned that maybe I bursted something, and I wanted to know what you. Uh, I've been waiting to talk to you all week. <laughs> it doesn't feel like to me that you've burst something. You know that doesn't feel like that to me. I think that you accurately diagnosed this because you do. When you get scared, you go into terror. You know. You know. Some people don't do that. Some people. It's like a progression of fear, and like you know, and they don't immediately go into terror. But you do when you get scared. It's very old. It's from past lives. Um, do you like your job? I love my job. Okay, so it's not about work. Nope, nope. Okay. And and so now do you feel that you're safe even though whatever the neighbors were doing, do you feel that you're safe? Um I, I guess I'm a little concerned. I feel that now today that I finally wrote the letter to the manager and, and reported it, uh-huh. that it was about fireworks, that they weren't supposed to let off fireworks, and they let off two very big kaboomish, um, yeah. you know, right in my backyard. Right. And so when they did that... Um, and I saw them, and I mentioned it to them, and and uh, you know they've, uh, rep- you know they've given me a hard time for nothing for the last year, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um, this time it was like oh, now I have to deal with this. So right, um, yeah. So to me, this is fear about livelihood, life, feeling safe, secure, and you diagnosed it yourself. In my opinion, you, you, I think you were very accurate in what you were experiencing. The solar plexus is about self love. Um, but also when energy moves in the solar plexus very quickly or rapidly, it can cause people to be nauseous or throw up. Your um, actual experience seemed more dramatic than things that I've experienced or um, watched with other people. But it's very common when you move energy very quickly in the solar plexus. It's, I mean, it's not unusual for someone to throw up um, be- because it governs the stomach. And so then you're moving energy really quick. It's almost like having a big you know, gas blow to your stomach and then, you know, then you can throw up food. So... And so I think you diagnose that well. I do think you have to work on this security thing, though, because this isn't the first time you have felt unsafe. And I don't mean even in just this residence. It's like you have this overall fear for your safety. And I think you need to change that. Like maybe surround your home with beautiful, bright white light. Or surround your entire neighborhood if you want to. My mother taught me this a long time ago when I was a child to surround myself or the school bus or the school or my friends with white light. I taught my children, and it works very, very well. Just beautiful, warm, protective light so that you can start to feel safe and know that you're okay and that you're not in harm's way, even if people do blow up big fireworks in your backyard. Even if you do report it, you're going to be fine. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, and I, I have a special relationship with the angels, and and they said they would never leave me, but I don't know where they were on Sunday <laughs> because they, they were like, I kept going, Raphael, what are you doing? Because I am I was so afraid that I was never going to feel happiness again, and, and I was in so much pain, I could not believe it. I've never, ever, well, childbirth was nothing. <laughs> well, if that pain comes back, I would ask you to go to the doctor, just to be safe, you know, I, I think, and, and it's okay, maybe you can go to a free clinic that's nearby, or... A health department and you know, do a sliding scale. But, you know, I, I think that medicine, I think there are places in the world for medicine. I think creation created doctors and hospitals and MRI machines as well, because I believe everything was created in, you know, right. in well, the universe. So, and actually, I am, I forget that I am seeing a very good naturopath. Good. I just started, Excellent. but she's in Maui. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little far. It's a little far. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I will be, and she's concerned. I, I did send her an email, and Good. so, um, but so yes, I am kind of. I just forget that you know I'm kind yeah. of linked with one, but yeah. So thank you for that. You're but welcome. Just, and, as long as you don't see anything, I you know, don't. I, I was. I guess I was worried about my pancreas, my liver. Yeah. No, my, I think this is a security issue, and I would definitely work on the security. But if it happens again, please seek out some medical attention so we can be sure. Okay. You know? Great. Okay. All right. Well, good. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a okay. wonderful evening. All right. You too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and go to our last phone call. Okay. We've got uh, Pam calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Um, I, I got to get away from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so that it doesn't <laughs> echo. You know what? My, my, um, my, a lot of my mother's family is from Oklahoma. I've actually never been there, but my great grandmother was a Cherokee Indian and lived for a time on a reservation in Oklahoma before she married my great grandfather, who was a Frenchman. So she and her cousin moved off the reservation, married these two cute Frenchmen, and then ultimately everybody <laughs> moved to Idaho. So it's nice to see someone calling from Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm a I'm I'm a light worker, energy worker here. You are and, wonderful, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations! And I'm actually I've got a an appointment with you in November. Wonderful. But, um, I I want to ask you something about my grandson who's sure. six months old. Yeah, and he's he was born with a hairy nevus. Huh? What, you is, know what that is? No, it's I don't. Big, it's a huge birthmark on the side oh. on his side. Okay. And uh, bigger, is it one tenth of his, one tenth of his skin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say it's real important that they remove it because uh-huh. it can become cancerous. And right, but usually so, years down the road. You know, it's, it's not like it's going to yeah, become right. cancerous tomorrow. It's years down the road. Yes, right. But what they what they are doing is they've had the specialist of Dallas has put in. Three skin expanders. Uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Under his skin, and this was last week. Wow. And, and it so looks weird. I know. It looks really weird. Yeah. And of course, I I think the way I think, and I, uh, I you know, I love Abraham Hicks, and sure. I love you, and I love. Oh, thank you. That's the way I think. But you right. know, these are this is my son and his wife, right. and you know, they're just like. He's not sleeping well. He's waking up every thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not fun. No, no, it's and not I, fun. And I don't know if I if it's they are creating this through their thought or well, this it's baby. It's all interrelated, and I, and I believe that every single person is empowered. So perhaps this is part of the experience that the child wanted to have. The great thing is, this is skin. It's not an organ. It's, yeah, it's, that's, I said that to yeah. my husband last night. Yeah. It's not going deep into the tissue. And so here's your challenge. Can you feel happy and, and know that the baby's well without maybe thinking about those lovely expanders that are making him look a little strange right now? Yeah, I, I'm not worried about that. I'm, okay. I'm thinking more of his parents. Okay. Well, his parents, actually, they feel confident that the physicians are doing a good job. They trust their doctors, and they feel that this is the right thing to do at this time. I think it would have been better to wait a little bit longer, you know, because, again, these things, if it does turn cancerous, it's not going to happen for a long period of time. And, right. And as he grows, this birthmark would shrink some, you know, because his skin will oh, get really? bigger. Yeah. And the, and the, yeah, and the birthmark okay. would shrink. So, um, but, you know... 
I, I think the doctors are doing a good job. Maybe they're jumping the gun a little bit, but this is their lovely baby and they want to make sure he's okay. So I think years down the road, you're going to have some deep conversations, and we're going to have to go off the air in a second, some deep conversations with your children about positive thinking, but maybe not right at this moment. Okay. Okay. Thank you so, so much. I just need to just say, oh, love you. Everything's going to be okay. Right. And, and white and keep light. keep my mouth shut. For, for now. <laughs> just thank you. For, you know, just tell them they're, they're great parents and they're doing a wonderful job. Oh, good. I did that last night. Good. So. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And good night, everyone, from the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Have a wonderful weekend. Joyful blessings. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle.